Hello, and welcome to The Leap. We are really glad you are here and want to thank you for joining us today. This is your podcast to guide you on how you too can make the leap from working for someone else to being in business for yourself full time. Before we dive in, remember you can find the entertaining video version of this episode and others on YouTube. Now let's begin. Here's your host and fellow Leaper, Tim May. Hello, it's Tim May and welcome to The Leap. I've got a special guest in the building, Susie Fife. How are you, Susie? Doing well, thanks for having me. We're gonna have a great time. Former ball player, we'll get into that a little bit, but a powerhouse business owner. We were talking a little bit earlier and some of the things that you've done and some of the things that you're doing. Sure. Our listeners are gonna get a lot of value out of this. So you ready to get started? Yeah, excited. Introduce your company. Yeah, so I own a creative agency named Red Orange Studio. It'd be 15 years old as of June 5th. We are a creative branding agency. So we serve as brand partners to different organizations and companies, small small scale to larger businesses, um, a lot of nonprofits, healthcare, transportation, um, finance industries, and then just across the board with a lot of our small business startup packages that we do as well, which include um, five-page WordPress websites, Mm. logo designs. Um, We just do a lot of creative copywriting and messaging as well. So I've been doing that for a while and have been fortunate to do what I love. So creative agency, what does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah. So there's a lot of great creative agencies, quote unquote, in Richmond area. And a lot of them might specialize in some different things. So somebody might specialize in video or content creation. Another might specialize in PR, um, you know, public relations, or might be more of a marketing, like results-driven kind of digital marketing agency. We're not just a graphic design company, which is where I started. Um, I might have called myself graphic design, web design agency or company because it was just me and a few other people. But an agency is really kind of a full service. You've got a marketing plan and you need somebody to help you kind of execute the creative. A lot of times agencies are using partners and bringing them in and kind of serving as the one go-to source for uh, either business owner or like I said, an internal marketing team that wants to use an agency to create their content. And even if we pull in partners, like they're, they want us to be that central point mm-hmm. of strategy, mm-hmm. really building out the strategy to speak their brand voice, to um, carry out the goals or objectives of their marketing strategy. So. Wow, yeah. wow, wow. So, okay. So let's, let's, let's take the listeners back a little bit, okay? Okay. Where are you from? All right. So I am from Iowa, Midwest girl. Okay. Um, basketball and art brought me out to Richmond, 1,500 miles away. I was the only family member to go far away for school, um, but really wanted to leverage my uh, athletic kind of ability in basketball, love for basketball to get a good art. Um, education and and, VCU. The, and you went to VCU, which yeah. has an outstanding arts program. Yeah, yeah, one of the best in the country. And so you major in communication, art, and design. So there was a graphic design track as well. There's lots of art tracks, and they've changed since I went to school. Um, but communication, art, design with a focus on digital art. Okay, so yeah. you graduate from college, and what is your first job out of college? Yeah, so my first job. Actually, I did do one year because I couldn't get a job out of college. I um, did the grad program for sports leadership at VCU and was able to do all the graphics for the athletic department. So they just gave me a little stipend and paid for my school. Um, And during that time, I was able to build some freelance. Mm Yeah. And you see, but the thing about it is, and listeners, we want you to notice is that 
as you're maneuvering towards whatever goal you think, it's so much that you actually get and learn, even from those jobs, internships, oh, yeah. the free that you know work that you do, because um, you're able to build your your business resume there. Maybe mm-hmm. share one thing that you learned from that first opportunity. Oh yeah, I got to work on um, stuff that I didn't learn in school. So just across the board, from print material to video graphics to web stuff, and just really got to work with a team for the first time of really seeing how my skills kind of played out in the bigger picture of a project or a product, um, final delivery. You know, it was it was just a really great hands-on experience. Um, And then of course being able to learn some leadership skills that I didn't know one day just from, because that wasn't my plan to get a master's. I didn't need one or want one, but to be able to do that as a, as my only option turned out to be the best option because I was able to learn a lot of leadership skills that carried me into business ownership. Which is, which, which leadership is influences everything. Everything rises and falls on leadership. That's a John Maxwell staple and principle. Yeah. Okay. I got to go back even when you were in Iowa. When, okay. when was the first time you exhibited any entrepreneurship spirit of any kind? It's so crazy because when I was thinking about turning my freelance into a full-time business, I had not had this thought until that moment. Like I didn't have um, any recollection of doing this until that moment when I was considering starting a business, mm-hmm. right? And I remembered I was about 10 or 11 and I like to draw all the time, but I took my drawings one summer, you know, and I took them to my my dad's office. He was a pastor, so I took him to the church office and I made copies without asking. He wasn't too happy because I think I used all his paper available, made copies of my drawings, and I went around the block and just sold them door to door as coloring books. And wow. yeah, and it was really cool because I was like, man, God, are you serious? Did I really like, I totally had not even thought about that. And it was like him remind or letting me know, yes, you're an artist and artists can make money. You know, you can use your gift to help other people and make a living. Because there are a lot of people, Susie, that are in the arts and they're probably told, oh, you'll be a starving artist. Maybe share a story that kind of hit you. Yeah, I hope my brother-in-law doesn't listen to this, but I definitely remember. Send him the link. (laughs) Yeah. mm -hmm. Um, Remember, he he was... Grew up in Iowa, and I didn't live on a farm. Some people think that all everybody who lives in Iowa grew up on a farm, um, but he did. So when my my sister married him, I was young, and he would take me out in his tractor, and you know that's the place where you have talks. So takes me out in his tractor, and he's like, "So Susie, you're really smart." You know, I was like valedictorian, and like I was like a smart mm-hmm. kid. And he's like. You sure you're you're going to be using your gifts if all that intellect going into art? Are you sure that's really what you want to go into? You know, and kind of I don't think he used the term starving artist, but that's kind of the vibe yeah, that's I got. What he you know, and it was out of love, you know, but just I think that was kind of a typical mentality is you're going to study art that you may or may not have a career in it, you know. So um so yeah, that's one instance I can recall. <laughs> I mean, mostly though, my parents, my family were supportive and it's not that he wasn't supportive. They he want was the just best me for to, you. wants the best for me. And I was just having a conversation with um, a new friend a couple hours ago and you know, they are looking at possibly changing careers from sales to being so, doing something that they can use their creative gifts some more, yep. you know, and pivoting yep. a little bit. And yep. I think a lot of people are in that kind of position now of, all right, if I've lost my job or I'm furloughed or just in the midst of a lot going on in our country, it's it's time to really think about using our gifts and our talents and, and 
creating some meaningful work um, if we can as a business? I think there are tons of people who will be better off because they are able to take some time Mm -hmm. And within their own thoughts, or if they're a believer, they can listen to God speak to them. Mm -hmm. And it's going to open up doors that they would have never have considered. Yeah. Because they've got time. Yep. And it's a, it's it's, time is a gift. Um, So, okay. So at VCU, and then what's the, what's the next step from there? Yeah. So, you know, all these job openings at different agencies in Richmond. And I'm like, I want to, you know, have a design job at this one of these cool agencies where they've got ping pong tables and stuff. <laughs> and, you know, it just looks like that so much was fun. the rave. Yeah, because that was a rave, you know, yeah. to kind of attract, you know, new employees. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. And I landed a job at a finance company. Oh, okay. Yeah. And as an in house designer, they were one of my freelance clients. And they said, Susie, you're great. We really need some marketing help. Will you come, you know, and, and so, it was funny because I told them, yeah, I'll come if you let me paint my office orange. And would you believe they actually did? You would turn the corner of this very conservative, traditional finance uh-huh. office, and there'd be this glow, you know, from around the corner. Oh and it would be gosh. my very orange. It was not like just this subdued pumpkin orange. It was the wild. I was like, wow. Okay. It was like. It probably was more orange than I had anticipated it was going to be. But every wall, it wasn't an accent wall. It was all four walls, uh-huh. were orange. Um, yeah, I had a lot of people laugh at me about that, but it was pretty cool. They let me do that. And, you know, it was the talk about, you know, sometimes we feel like we are optionless or like mm. we're just going to take what we can get. Well, really, I think when I'm thankful that I had those opportunities, even if they didn't seem like exactly what I wanted, I I definitely am convinced right now, you know, looking back that those were the right opportunities for me because um, that finance company was owned by two men that really mentored me and showed me how they ran their business. They would answer any questions I had. I got to learn the finance side of things, you know, and it was during that time of working with them, probably about my third year that I had started thinking about um, turning my freelance work that I was doing on the side into business. And and meanwhile, they were so gracious. They they let me use their computer, the Mm -hmm, software they mm -hmm. paid for me. They said, you can use it for your freelance work as long as it doesn't interfere with the work you're doing here. So anyway, they let me go part-time to move my freelance into Red Orange Studio. They let me go part-time for a year. And then when I came to them and I said, hey, my freelance has really grown. I think I'm ready to go full-time, they became my first retainer client and were retainer clients for like 10 years after that. So huge mentors. I can go to them even now and just kind of ask them questions. You know, when I merged my company with Teresa, they were one of the first people I talked to Mm because they have done it successfully as business Mm -hmm. partners. So So you're working there and then you say, you know, you work out something where you can work part-time and then really start growing at what point, where were you, walk me through your mind the night you said, it's time to do this full time? Well, um, for me, it there wasn't like an overnight thing, it, but there was definitely um, really a knowing that I could do it and that I had the support in place. So by then I was married and I had a supportive husband. Mm -hmm. I was pregnant with our first kid. So there's definitely a part of me that was like, oh my gosh, like 
can I just have yep. worse timing? Like I'm about, you know, but on the flip side, I was like, well, actually it could be really the best timing because I can be more flexible and, you know, create that flexibility for my, my son and, um, which was my, my firstborn of three now, but yeah, just really, um, did a lot of planning, had a lot of mentors in my life that, um, reaffirmed me that okay. it was the right time. I didn't just kind of flippantly go into it, but there was certainly a leap, um, yep. you know, a faith in that uh, I was going from a very good paying job to something where, you know, I had to kind of meet a certain number of logos I had to design each month and certain yes. number of things to even make a 70% of what I was yep. making before. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how it was. I knew that I could do it with the support that I had, um, but it was certainly a a leap. I like to ask people, how much did you have a lot of money in the bank when you made the no. leap? <laughs> like, like 90% of the people I, I interviewed, they, they're like, are you kidding me? Like, no. No. And I mean, thankfully with the creative skill, like I can, I, a lot of that marketing work that maybe a startup would need, I could do for myself. Yep. Um, so a lot of it was just creative problem solving. How, like, I remember I had a wedding division where I, um, created custom wedding logos and invitations for the first five years of the business. I ended up selling that about six years or seven years in, um, but I remember going to a wedding show, you know, and investing to go there to show my three, like three invitations I'd ever done, uh -huh. you know, showed those three yep. best invitations. Yep. But I had some friends bring their husbands or guy friends, and I had them put on a red-orange shirt that I made because I knew it was going to be a bunch of women around, and, and I wanted guys to be representing my brand. Absolutely. So they were going around representing my, just kind of walking through everybody with my brand on it, um, giving away gift cards if they stop by my booth or, you know, just really trying to get creative with the limited funds that I had. And like I said, I'm just thankful to have some of those, that, the creative skill set to do some of that on a low budget. But you know what? It, it takes money and in investing. It really does. Was there something in your life, in your family situation where, you know, you and your husband said, you know what, let's hold off on doing this or oh, yeah. cut back on doing that. Maybe talk about how you maybe had to alter your lifestyle to make this dream come true. Yeah, you know, it was early on in our marriage and I'm so fortunate. My husband is so supportive, my biggest encourager and cheerleader, and he never, material things were never important to him. So he didn't need to have a big house or, you know, we didn't go shopping. Like yeah. there were a lot of things we just didn't do, but we both had that similar mindset that it, it wasn't that important. We had everything that was important. Um, but I had my parents, you know, had bought me a computer in college and it was a really, really like the top of line computer. And um, I probably got their support buying some software, you know, and mm -hmm. so just having, a, it was a little bit is what all I needed to grow. And then it was just a matter of whatever income I had, thankfully, John, my husband had a somewhat steady professor mm -hmm. position. All, anything that I made just went back into the business yep. for first couple years. Yep. I mean, I might've paid, if I paid for any bills, it was out of the business account that I could write off, you know, yep. home internet. There was some, a lot of things that I could write off, which was a benefit to the family, but we weren't, I wasn't taking a paycheck for the first couple of years. <laughs> I mean, what was that? I was like, right. <laughs> right. it's only actually in the last 
four years that I've taken a steady pay and, like, and really up. what I would be, I should be making. And it's still way under, but it's, you know, I, I first time four years ago that I took a steady paycheck, pay myself. Yeah. So, but you know what? So let's, let's take a, let's take a moment here and help our listeners mm-hmm. because some of them are listening and watching this and they're mm-hmm. saying, whoa, um, it took a year or two for a steady paycheck. Like, I don't know if I could do th- if I could do that. Mm-hmm. And I probably say this on almost every one of the episodes that I do. And I will say it on this one as well. When you want to make the leap, it's very important, at least is what I did. And this is what I profess. That when you want to make the leap, you actually alter things in your lifestyle mm-hmm. so that you can be successful and fund your business mm-hmm. as opposed to skimp on your business in order to have money for your lifestyle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing if you have to skimp on your business to meet your needs, but there was no extra fluff. Yep. We, you know, and, and it was okay because I was doing what I loved every yes, day and yes. I was helping people and I was feeling fulfilled. And I didn't, I mean, when you ask me to look back, I, I did not miss out on anything. It didn't feel like a sacrifice. Oh, no, it really, it really didn't. Um, you know, and I know everybody's in different situations and positions, but um, it is so doable and the sacrifices are worth it. I wouldn't say that throughout the 15 years of business ownership, I haven't thought, oh, is this worth it? You know, I, there's definitely been times where it feels like sometimes it's unbalanced, the sacrifice I'm making and wondering if it's paying off. But um, there, there is no other way that I'd have it. I hear you. We got Susie Fife of Red Orange Studio here. Want to ask you this, Susie. What is something that you are able to do because you're your own boss that mm-hmm. perhaps you may not be able to do if you were working for somebody else? You know, one of my greatest, the, the greatest satisfaction I have and what continues to motivate me to push forward is being able to employ creatives yeah. and yeah. great people. Um you know, providing opportunities for jobs and for internships yep. and watching people grow. You know, I had this awesome um, web developer who didn't, I was, I gave him his first full-time web development mm. job and he was a waiter, you know, before and did it on the side, but he was so good. The best web developer I'd had come across. I'm like, I don't know how I'm gonna make this work, but hey, you want to come work for me? You know, and then to see him go off three years later and get this huge, you know, twice the salary, probably, yeah. if not more, um, development job. And that's, he is now in that work world. And um, it just brings me a lot of satisfaction to help people in their own careers move forward. It's, it's interesting. I sit down with tons of people and have these conversations. And people that make the leap, they rarely ever talk about making a ton of money and what are the material things. It, mm-hmm. it, a lot of, it comes in help. It helps serve somebody. You're serving a purpose. You're solving a problem, mm-hmm. and you're able to employ people. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a really humbling. It's a humbling feeling. It's a it's a responsibility. Yeah, but it's a humbling feeling to know that you were able to plant a seed, give an opportunity, mm-hmm. just like someone gave you an opportunity, and plant a seed on their pathway to wherever you know the it lead it led for them. Yeah, and it's so it just. It's just so cool to be a part of a team. You know, I, I played sports as well and team sports. 
And you can miss that kind of once you go to college or you, you graduate, maybe you're working, you know, uh, for someone else and perhaps you're not a part of the team or maybe not everyone, you know, might be part of a team, but not everyone is part of the team, you know, and just to be able to employ people and help people out and know that the braces that their child has on is because you had this idea, you mm-hmm. took a risk and you're producing, they're working with you and their child has braces. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'll never forget, you know, I employed some, I, I, I hired somebody. Um, it was actually my first ever employee. And I remember her saying, you know, I've got to go get my child braces and that of this and out of that. And it was so humbling for me because I was like, this is, you're able to help people out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because if you were to ask me what's also like the hardest thing about owning my own company. Yep. It would be managing the people. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so it's like this, but wouldn't we say the same thing as parents? Like the hard thing about parenting is like managing our kids or disciplining them or, you know, but then the payoff is just amazing. So, yeah. yeah. And just the, uh, the waking up every day, you know, I personally haven't had that, that Sunday morning, I'm sorry, that, that Sunday evening feeling, that gut feeling like, oh my gosh, I I got to go into work. I've been nervous for mm-hmm. sure. Like, there's no, I'm not going to mm-hmm. act like I haven't. But I've never had that, oh my gosh, it's Sunday evening. I've <laughs> got to go into work. And that's priceless. Yeah. That, that's priceless. You know, I, I definitely, you hit it on the nail. You know, we probably could make more money if we were to work for somebody oh, yeah. else. Take our skill sets. Oh, They'd yeah. probably pay us double. Um, but Sunday evenings are sweet. Spend time with your family, knowing that you go to something that you own, and yeah. to be able to help. And yeah, cool. I like that because a lot of people do have that Sunday night kind of feeling, and um, it is nice to just be like, oh, man, not to have to have that. And and for me too, um, you know, as a creative, it's just amazing to see your vision just kind of <laughs> come to life, and you know. When my da- my daughter is very creative as well, she's 11, and for her to like, come to the office with me and go over my shoulder and start art directing oh, work over my, my shoulder, gosh. just for her to see her mom knowing that that's an option for her, seeing a woman owning a business yes. as a creative, yes. she's already thinking that way. You know, she's, and then even my son, you know, it's just really cool to see him, be, you know, my mom owns business and, you know, and just to pull up my website in his computer class to show, you know, it's, there's a lot of pride in bringing your community and your family into what you're doing and giving that example that it can be done. And, um, you know, that it's, it's, it's worth all the sweat and tears. Because I'm telling you, I, there's been a lot of that too. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, where can they find, where can they find you, Susie? Uh, Red Orange Studio. We have an awesome little, uh, um, studio in Shaco Bottom. We've been there for about five years and you can find us online, of course, redorangestudio.com. You can see all of our, my team's amazing work. Um, some case studies, some blogs, meet the team, some video work we've done. And of course, you know, social media. Yep. I enjoyed this. Good. Thank you. I did as well. This was Susie Fife of Red Orange Studio. And this is Tim May with The Leap. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you are notified when a new episode is posted. 
rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends who you know would also love to take the leap. Thanks so much for listening. And I hope you are leaving with some great things that can help you on your pathway to full-time business ownership. Now go out there and put one foot in front of the other. Until next time.